Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. going on in Minnesota, but uh, before I do any of that, let me go ahead and explain to you how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored, because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 656 out of 750. We'll continue right after a word from my sponsors. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. Are you tired of the commute? Want to choose your own hours, have more flexibility, or just need extra cash? Then visit www.maliciaathome.com. Maliciaathome.com is an online source that lists hundreds of companies seeking remote workers. Malicia at Home provides free access to legitimate work-at-home opportunities to those who desire to work from the comfort of their home. Visit www.maliciaathome.com and also subscribe to Malicia at Home on YouTube. And that's Malicia, M-E-L-E-C-I-A, at home.com. And be sure to let them know that Talk to Q sent you. All right, folks, this is what you need to do. You need to check out the Slaphead and the Giraffe podcast. It has a heavy focus on health and fitness. Both of the guys who run the show have shared a passion for mixed martial arts with the UFC being a particular favorite. Now, there's Chris, a.k.a. the Giraffe. He's the United Kingdom Battle Arena light heavyweight champion, and he holds a BJJ brown belt under the world-famous Roger Gracie Academy. As well as being a professional fighter, Chris also finds the time to be a personal trainer and runs a variety of mixed martial arts classes in South Oxfordshire and Bucks. Now, Darren, a.k.a. Slaphead, is a kettlebell coach and a personal trainer. Daz, as he's called, performs the function of being Chris's strength and conditioning coach. He's well known in the local community, and he's helping one of the largest villages in the U.K. get fitter with fun but challenging kettlebell classes as well as providing nutritional advice through his Body Blitz program. The podcast provides a huge variety of topics as listeners submit questions each week. No topic is off limits as long as it's fun and entertaining. You can go to their website, www.slapheadgiraffe.co.uk. That's www.slapheadgiraffe.co.uk. .co.uk and tell them that Q sent you. All right. My thanks to Slaphead and the Giraffe. Check out their podcast. My thanks to MaliciaAtHome.com. And you can go to Malicia, that's M E L E C I A, at home.com. And of course, The Crystal Show. Go there and be entertained. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. Um, first thing I, I came across a story that was very disturbing. Um, so if you're like someone who gets upset easily, you may want to step away for the next I don't know thirty seconds to a minute. But it was a story out of Memphis about a twenty year old man, and this is the way the story was reported here locally. I haven't heard any more details than this. 
that there was an 11-year-old girl walking to school, and about a mile from the school, this man hit the girl with his SUV, I guess to subdue her, put her in the SUV, took her somewhere, raped her, and threw her in the ditch. Now, from what I understand, the girl is still alive, and I guess she's doing okay. Um, And I do believe they caught the guy. Well, they know how old he is. I'm guessing they did catch him. Or maybe they know the owner of the vehicle. I don't know. But, um, man, it's just so disturbing on so many levels. Someone like that should not be allowed to ever see the streets again. I mean, that is just, man, that is just the purest form of evil. And it's disturbing just thinking about someone could actually do that, hit someone with their car to, you know, take them down so you can make them easier to get in your vehicle. And, man, I don't know what this world's coming to, but whatever they decide to do with that dude will not be too cruel, in my opinion. I can assure you that. But, all right, let me move on to our main topic. Um, You know, there are plenty of casinos all over the country. Some people go out to enjoy the casino just to partake in their buffets. Some like the spa treatments and other vacation amenities. And the rest enjoy betting money with hopes of a financial return, or maybe they just get the thrill out of it. But what happens when gambling becomes more of a necessity than a luxury? Would you date someone who gambles a lot? Is a spouse who um, has a gambling problem, you know, that grounds for divorce? How do you manage your finances when living with someone who gambles. We'll discuss that on the show and a couple of other things. But first, let me go to the phone lines and welcome on some people who have dialed in to the 517 area code, I know. To the Motor City of Detroit to welcome on the show host of the show legend, Chris, what's going on? Thank you, how are you? I'm doing okay. You're doing all right? Yep, pretty good. All right, cool. And I will go to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey. So welcome on the show enforcer and the birthday boy, my man Ray. What's happening, man? Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you, Q. How you doing tonight? Crystal, how you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, Ray. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And lastly, I'm going to stay in that area code, the 732, part of the state of New Jersey. Welcome on the voice of reason, Amanda. Amanda, what's happening? Hey, Q. Crystal, Ray, how's everybody tonight? Hey, Amanda. Well, how are you? I'm good. Oh, I'm fine. Cool. 347 <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just funny to me because they're, they're in the same house. Literally on the same couch. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. That was funny. 347-202-0215 is the number. If you want to chime in, just press 1, and that will put you in the host queue. All right, simple question, and uh, Crystal, I'll start with you. Do you ever visit casinos? Do you like to go and, and gamble? Why or why not? 
No, I'm not much of a gambler. Not on that level. I don't really care for casinos, um, mainly because I lived in Vegas for a while, and I got really uh, I sick will of and all that stuff. And a lot. It's just, ugh. But, um, I, you know, I mean, it's okay. I've gone with people before, um, and what they like to do is sit there and gamble for some reason. <laughs> and, and to me, that's a little mm, boring. Imagine that. Yeah. But I like going to the shows sometimes. They have good people in their lounge area. I like the fact that a lot of times mm-hmm. it's free, you know, and just have a drink and, you know, a local musician is playing or something. And that's nice. Um, and, of course, the buffets. <laughs> but other than that, oh, and the hotels are sometimes usually really nice. So yeah, that's about it. But, no, I don't gamble. Except for play okay. lottery. Okay. I, do, I do play that. <laughs> that's gambling. You know? All right. And, uh, you know, when you talk about some of the music acts, most of the music acts that we get here are older artists. Uh, you know, you'll get, like, the newest version of the Temptations or, you know, someone like that that's coming through. It's rarely anybody new, but it's, you know, sometimes it's a decent act that you can check out, especially if it's free. I mean, you go check it out and enjoy it and everything. My mom and dad said, like, going down there seeing some of those old acts. But, um, Amanda, what about you? Do you go to casinos to, to gamble? Why or why not? Um, I'm not much of a gambler. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say that I I won't put a little money in the in the slot machine or something, but I love the casino mm-hmm. atmosphere more so because of the um the reasons that Crystal named. I love the to get a chance to see a good show, the good food, the drinks. Um just the just kind of the and you know, the hotels and just being able to kind of do something like you can do some of everything. Go up to your room and Yeah. You know, come back down and get something to eat, catch a show, go back up, and then come back out on the, you know, maybe over at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. or something. Like, I just I just like that atmosphere because a lot of times it's not too many places where you could really just say, you know, let's say you're out on vacation and one person is tired and they want to go up to the room and go to sleep. You know, a lot of times when you're out, it's like, all right, we got to drive back to the hotel and I want to be out, but Ray's not going right. to be comfortable if I'm out in such and such a city, you know, it's like it's or he has right. to stop what he's doing, drop me back versus a the casino atmosphere. Hey, I'm going upstairs, you have fun and it's and it's it's like I like that type of thing where it's not that confined, all right, well you're tired so now I gotta go. It's like, all right, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I'm gonna go upstairs and watch T V and you know, so it I like that atmosphere just because of the um, especially when the hotel is involved, because you can just kind of, on a whim, go back downstairs and, and gamble or get a drink or whatever you want to do. So I like the flexibility of it. Okay. And that's pretty cool. And, um, Chris, I know, I know you said you lived in Vegas, and I've heard people say that they, they visited Vegas and they've gone four days without going outside because it's like everything they need <laughs> is inside and all these corridors leading here and leading there and uh, I mean so that's well, that, amazing you know we can go four days and not go outside. That's a shame actually because <laughs> the one thing about Vegas that I like um, is the fact that yeah you have the casinos and everything but there's so many other things you can do and part of it is just walking up and down the strip. I mean there's so many things there's people watching there's you know little amusements along the way at, at different hotels well 
you want hookers, you go to North Las Vegas, you go to old Las Vegas, you know, you can get all that. But, I mean, there's so much to do there that you don't have to, you don't even have to go into the, well, you have to go through the casino, they just cannot not go through the Mm -hmm. casino, but they have, I mean, there's so many things you can do. I mean, that would be a shame, I think, for someone to never go outside, I think they're probably... Uh, have a problem, but I do like. I don't know. Maybe they've been there before. One of the things I do like about going to casinos, I do like the slot machines because sometimes, because to me it's like a video game, and if in certain uh, casinos, if you just sit there and play, they'll serve you free drinks. So that's kind of cool. Yep. Oh yeah, just drop a quarter whenever you see a waitress. Or server comes through. <laughs> just drop a quarter like you're gambling. <laughs> All right. So, Ray, what about you, man? Ray looks like the high-stakes poker type of guy. No, I mean, I, I like the casinos. I mean, it's uh, it's a nice atmosphere, like, like the ladies were saying. You know, I like to play the slots when I do go, but... um. Mm-hmm. I'm more so like to gamble on sports because I can control that versus, you know, being a slots. Now, casino-wise, the atmosphere is good. You know, you walk on the floor, they serve drinks. All you have to do, you know, tip them a few dollars. They're trying to bring a drink, you know. Yeah. You're really getting them for like $2 a piece or whatever, but that's good. And, you know, you win, especially if you're winning, I mean, we went on our honeymoon. I stopped and uh, we hit the casinos a little bit, and you know we got to play in you know poker or we we got to play in uh, a blackjack or whatever it was we played, and we was doing pretty good with it. But um, buffets, man, you can't beat them. I mean, one we we went this year for. I mean, the birthday, and it was like, uh, you know, we saw a show. We got to see Drew Hill, of course. It's one of my favorite groups. And uh, the buffet was like, I don't know, what, $40 a person or something. And yeah, we ended up getting tickets to get it for like $10 a person or something. But we went right back oh, to the next day. I mean, it was so much food you really couldn't enjoy all of what you wanted to enjoy. So, right. you know, on that on that side of it, you know, I think it's real good. But as far as gambling goes, you know, I don't gamble as much as I used to. Cause of course, I'm married and stuff now. But, you know, right now I got, what, uh, cards, dice, and a roulette wheel tattooed on my arm and money. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's right. And a, and, and a Vegas tattoo saying the American oh, Dream right. on top of it. So, you know, it's one of those things, man, that we, you know, it's fun, but you have to know how to control it. So you have some people, yeah. and you haven't paid your bills, and you go out trying to gamble on the boat and stuff like that, you you have a problem. If you're a person, you say, well, I got some extra money, you know, I can either do something responsible or I can gamble and try to get more, and if you lose, you have sense enough to quit. Yeah, everybody's yeah. not able to do that. That's true. But let me back up for a second. Something you mentioned about you said you you can control sports a little better. Explain to people what you mean by that. 
Well, it's like like now with 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 the uh the college football championship get ready to come up. When the lines drop, sports is just as simple. If it's a six point spread, do you believe the team is gonna win by six or do you gonna believe they gonna lose by oh, they gonna win by more than six or they gonna lose by more than six or less than six. So mm-hmm. either way it goes, I mean you could put two thousand dollars on the game. Either you gonna win or you gonna lose. You don't have them kind of yes, odds with the stock market. You don't have them kind of odds with lottery tickets. It's that simple. And I'm sure if you study it long enough, you can say, I can find me one or two games out of college, pro basketball, NFL football, that I just know that that game is going to go a certain way. And remember, I didn't put no money on the fight, but I told you guys months ago, put your money on Andre Ward. Now, I thought Kovalev was going to be the favorite, but Ward ended up being the favorite. When you put your money on Ward, you still would have got paid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Where, you know, you can control that. It's like me. I, I have a lot of knowledge when it comes to football. And, you know, anything can happen. But at the same time, when you get a team that's, that's hot, they're like the Cowboys is hot. Bet on them every week. Take the money line. I don't care if you got to put up eight hundred to get back a thousand, or to get up to get back two hundred. You know, good. You, it's no spread with the money line, but you know, good and well they're gonna mm-hmm. win the game. So you can bet your money, and you know you're gonna get some back. So yeah, and even if they lose, that. you've already made more than you've lost anyway. So. Same thing with Floyd Mayweather. If you put your money on Mayweather, you might have to put up something crazy like two thousand to get back two hundred. But that's easy $200 if you know he's going to win. You know what I'm saying? Just do you have the money to put up? You know? Yeah. So it, okay. it goes that way. And then if you win, now you're playing with house money. Like another person, oh, yeah. you put $800 on the game, people going crazy. No, that's money you already won off the house. Okay. All right. Just wanted to explain it to those out there as far as what you meant and you're right. Either you're going to win or you're going to lose. And when it comes to slot machines, most of the time you're going to lose. <laughs> but at least you have a 50-50 chance if you do it with sports. Let me go to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, to welcome on the Minister of Sexual Affairs, also born on this day. What's going on, Eminem? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Happy birthday, cuz. <laughs> Hey, what's up, cuz? Happy birthday to you. Right. <laughs> happy birthday, Eminem. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Ironic. Two hey, show Q. legends and cousins. Hey, I, 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 hadn't, uh, I, I hadn't logged in uh, to Facebook, but I got my uh, email notification, man. I, I love that cake you got for me, dog. That picture cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you liked that, man. I thought oh, yeah. you liked that. So, uh, oh, man. Yeah, it must have been a something. It was a it was a a pear pat. It's cake of a pear pat. Oh, okay. So, all right, Eminem. I don't. Well, first of all, Eminem, do you do casinos? Yes or no? Uh yeah. I I just never seem to have spare money, man. Uh, let me ask you this. I, I'm not sure what spare money is, bro. 
But let me ask you. I mean, well, let, let me let me let me define it real real quick. Spare money is money you can lose and your damn lights not go off. <laughs> okay. Do you have a strategy when gambling at casinos? Or are you strictly going just to have fun? Um, with with the slots, it used to be a strategy until they started uh, changing them up and turning them to the paper thing. I'm not a big slots person, but when I came up with this little system, it's actually pretty good. All right. And it's something that everybody got automatically, especially if they got a pair of pants on. Left, right. All right. Now, the money I'm gambling with going to be, no, no, the money I go in with it be in my uh, left pocket. The money I win go in my right pocket. But the right hand never right. go into, I mean, <laughs> the, uh, you know, so. If you, whatever you win, I don't care if it's a nickel or whatever, at the end, you know, when it's all said and done, if you, as long as you don't go into your your winnings, regardless how minute they might be, you can't say you lost every damn thing. You can't say you lost 20, 100, whatever you're playing with, you can't say you lost it all. You know, but now they went to that other little things where you punch the ticket and all that. It's, you know, Putting that paper in your pocket ain't the same as coins and stuff. It was pretty easy doing it like that. So, um, but everything else is uh, pretty much, um, you know, pretty much just reasoning and 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 and, and having luck. I mean, uh, gambling is easy. Like I say, it, it's 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 no no. I'm saying let me rephrase that. Betting is easy. Gambling is hard. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, like I take a bet anytime. But a gamble is like for those people who like to get their adrenaline rush. It's like, okay, let me go to the casino with the damn title to my car or or yeah, you know, my, um, my mortgage and take out a second mortgage and all that kind of stuff. That's gambling. If you if you Ain't lose on a gamble, right, you gonna be fucked. <laughs> no doubt. If you lose a bet, you just lost. But you if you gambling, oh man, you man, shoot. Man, you better hope that that uh, shamrock on top of your head, a uh, uh, horseshoe, the whole Lucky Charms box over your damn head. Because right. if you lose, you gone. <laughs> Let's see. I used to have Honest, the same shit, strategy. Everybody. It's like the, the money I was going to spend was in one pocket, and whatever I won went in the other. And once my left pocket was empty, I left with whatever was in my right. right. It doesn't matter if it was $2. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel right. you on that. And yeah, uh, so you anybody never have, have any different strategies that they follow? Anybody have any different strategies that they follow? Come on, no? Crystal. I, I know yours. Right. Ain't she on here? <laughs> yeah, she on here. What's happening? Well, Crystal. Um, strategy uh, for gambling? Yeah. Yeah. C- can I gamble. give you your answer? Well, I already know what your answer is. What's <laughs> my answer? Uh, it, Spending somebody else's money, like you go to. Well, somebody. of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. Say, oh, hey, That's baby, you're going to win a short thing. Short right, thing. Right, 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 right. right. Oh, it's a good strategy, though, right? That's right. <laughs> I don't consider that gambling. I think you already won if you got that. And uh, well, Crystal, um, have you ever run across people in casinos who are begging for money, like people who like they're down on their luck and they're asking, you know? I had a lady come up to me once, and she was like, I just need one coin. I just feel it. I just feel it. You know, I, I mean, 
you ever encounter those people? Do you think they should be removed, or do you feel bad for them? How do you feel? Well, they are removed, okay, along with the prostitutes. You know, I mean, everybody's if they look like one, you know, yeah, they're out of there because they don't want they don't want gamblers disturbed. They don't want the money going in the wrong direction, which is not at their table or in their slot machine. So, yeah, they get rid of those people really quickly. And uh, I mean, yeah, everybody. Sometimes you may run across those who are really drunk or whatever, or they just down their luck, or you know. And but yeah, normally they are they're removed pretty quick. So no, I've never run into them. Heck no. But as a woman, okay. probably not. More so, probably a guy would though. You know. Right. All right. So. Amanda, let me go to you. What's the most money you've ever won gambling? And in contrast, what's the most you've ever lost? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't think I've won a whole lot. I would say either way, no more than probably $100 lost or won, um, if I had to guess. Okay. Because, like I said, I'm not I'm not a big gambler. And mm-hmm. I, I pretty much say, all right, if, if it's not going with this and I'm not, you know, Maybe like I said, a hundred, hundred fifty dollars max, but nothing crazy, crazy. So and that would have had to be money. Like, all right, if if I lose it, it's it's fine, you know. But um, I've never really had a a big win. I win here and there, but more so, you know, small amounts at a time. But I've never had a big win or anything. But again, I guess that okay. would happen because I haven't. I don't play that much. Right. All right, Ray. What about you, man? Um, probably hard to say, but um, I'll say probably about ten years ago, I probably lost about twenty five hundred in one weekend. Oh Lord! How, how but, much? Um, about twenty five hundred in one weekend. Oh boy, call it just a, some severe cramp in my wallet. No, Ooh, that no, hurts. see the thing. No, no, see the thing is what happens when you inexperienced. Yeah. Say if you bet on the game and you lose, you're going to try to bet on anything that's moving because you try yeah. to chase that money you lost. And then yeah. you met out on women's basketball and everything. <laughs> and, uh, Stuff you don't know anything no, about. But, but, see, but see, a lot of that, it, it sounds bad, but see what happens is you pick a game you know can win. And once you get up, say if you start off the season, you put $500 in. Now, you might bet 100 on this game, 200 on that game. After three, four weeks, you can work your way up to about 2500 Now, mm-hmm. if you lose all of that, you actually only lost 500 You bet You playing with day money. You see what I'm saying? So it looks worse than what it is. See, because if you take 500 you run into 2500 you feel like you hot as a pistol. But as soon as you hot, you're going to go cold sooner or later. But instead, you lose losing three games and say, let me chill the rest of the weekend. You steady putting money here, putting money there, putting money here, putting money there. And, yeah, you know, I also had a good weekend back then. Like I say, I would, could build probably one, probably two grand or so on a weekend because – Okay. Gambling is big. You have sports book companies or you have gambling companies that you get them $100 and 
they give you their biggest pick of the week if you don't pick your own yeah. pick. So right. they may say this is a 30-unit pick, and 30 units is 30 times what you would normally put on the regular bet, and it's almost <laughs> guaranteed here. So sometimes you lose like that, but normally, I mean, like now I haven't uh, really bet on sports really in in probably two years now, just about. Yeah. Because, like you say, when you get married and all that, you got different responsibilities. But, you know, yeah, I was checking. I used to have a little sports pager before we had phones that had all our scores on them and stuff like they do now. I had a sports pager yeah. to give me an update on all the games and all that. So that was it. Ray, okay. I have yeah, a question. Investment. Yeah. Ray, I have a question. Yeah. Um. What kind of donuts did they serve at your Gamblers Anonymous meetings? <laughs> Are they good? No, it, it, it's, it's like it, it, it's just like you take games now. The Raiders and the Cowboys is winning. I'll pick the Cowboys because they've been winning more not coming back from winning. They've been winning outright. So you win it outright. Yeah. You say, okay, I'm going to put some money on them. I know they're going to win. Okay, now suppose I put money on them the last 10 weeks and they've been covering the spread. I'm not sure if they have or not, but they've been covering the spread. Now, each week, after five weeks, you're going to say, man, I'm going to stop putting $100 on them. I'm going to put 300 on them. And they winning. Uh, all right, next time, all right, I know they're going, going to beat uh, Cleveland or whoever they play that you know they're going to win. And you see a spread you like, you may put a thousand on them, but you win in the thousand that you've been winning with all these other weeks. So even if you lost that thousand, that's what you want off the house anyway. So, you know that's how it went. But you know after a while, you have to say, "Oh man," because nothing will humble you like a sports book, a smart person. A lot of people that got gambling problem, they will gamble over and over and over again and lose. And they start selling off stuff and all this kind of stuff. It don't get like that. Once you lose, when you draw your limit, you're like, man, I just can't hit on these sports right now. Sometimes you got to chill out for a month. And then you get that itch again. You say, all right, because the United States, you can't really gamble on these sports books. So I said, you can send money to Nicaragua or Belize, and, mm-hmm. you know, black people think that's strange. But, yeah, you call them up, hey, how much I want to send? I want to send $1,000. And you send it to Juan Marquillo Marquis or somebody like that. You don't even know. But the sports books will get it, and you up and you run it. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and... Anybody else want to share how much they've lost or won? And well, he won about fifty dollars. <laughs> I mean, but not gambling. I got a lot of lottery. I don't know. That's, that's, nope. I, I guess I'm probably uh, in the low hundreds in net losses. And what I mean by net losses is, you know, see, like with me, my shit just kind of be spread out, man. You know, it's just like, you know. Uh, it's like in my, okay, like in my own fantasy football league. Well, that's not a money league. You know, I usually, 
compete or even win sometime with that. But the one that I play in, uh, you know, uh, of course it ain't but like twenty dollars. You know, I'm losing in that one every year. This year I'm doing pretty good. So I guess when you add it up, little games and little shit like that, and you know, uh, uh, you know, getting little, you know, uh, uh, lottery tickets and. You know, whenever somebody, you know, going to another state or something like that or just, uh, you know, raffles and shit like that. And, you know, I guess when it all if you do like a year-end count, plus a, you know, casino here and there. Oh, know. I just made it at one time, but. Oh, at one time? Like. Nah, about, yeah. About $40. $60, $40, I think the most that. I've ever lost is, um, I think, 80 bucks. I think is the most I've ever lost. And I haven't been to a casino and. I don't know, seven, eight years. I'm not sure how long it's been as far as gambling. And the most I ever won was twelve ninety nine. Um, they had some slot machine. I, from what I understand, anything over thirteen hundred dollars, you got to fill out paperwork for taxes or something. So they had a jackpot of twelve ninety nine, and I won twelve hundred ninety nine dollars one time. And ironically, I think Buck won the same night. I think Buck and I we went, and I think he won six hundred. That night, but we went like three weeks in a row to a mirror star, and either I would win or he would win. But in like a month's time between the two of us, we cleared like four or five grand. I can't remember. It was things were different back in the man. 90s, though. Things Damn. were different back man, in the 90s. They used to ask to pay out that. in the 90s. Oh, it stopped. Believe me, it, it stopped at some point. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> be like, uh, but, Florida's brother, you want them salt shakers and shit. Pookie poo. Pookie <laughs> poo. <laughs> but one of the strategies that um, we learned is that you always find the slot machine that's in front of a bunch of people, that's like near a main entrance or where people have to walk past because the casino wants people to see a winner. And so there was this one slot machine oh, that was sense. called the Black Tie. It was a black tie machine that was at Ameristar, and it was one of the first machines you get to upstairs when you first come in. And Buck and I tried every single week to get there early enough to get on that machine, but we could never do it. People were always on it. And someone would always win. We would go every Thursday. And someone would always win every Thursday night around like 7.30 or 8 o'clock, you know. I guess maybe that's prime time. And... I mean, it was guaranteed every single week, and we saw it because we were there every week. Because we used to go go every week to play this little um, football pick 'em contest they used to have, and we go down there and fill out our forms for the football pick 'em, and we play while we were there. And it didn't fail. I mean, all sixteen weeks we went down there, someone wanted that black tie machine, and so we just could never get there to get on it. So, I mean, there are certain strategies when it goes to comes to casinos. I don't know if they're relevant now because the economy has changed. I don't think casinos really pay out like they used to. Uh, no, they don't. Which is why I just I don't have a desire to go because I don't like – it ain't fun for me to gamble. I don't like losing my money. But so, um, Amanda, let me, add, let me ask you, could you date someone who – well, I know you're married now. And I know Ray did gamble at one point, but I mean, if you <laughs> thought that it was like a problem, if it, if if gambling was a hobby for this person, and 
you know, maybe they're not as lucky or skilled as Ray is. I mean, is that like a, a could be a potential deal breaker if you know that someone gambles regularly? Yeah, that could definitely be a problem. And um, <clears throat> even when I like when me and him were talking and I found out that he did sports betting, I had to like in my head, I'm like, okay, I hope this is not a problem. But I saw it wasn't like a, <laughs> a you you know how you can you can kind of get a vibe and see how they react yeah. and, you know, bills are still paid and he, it didn't stop him from, you know, coming to, coming to Mississippi to see me or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, um, you know, I, I saw that it wasn't an issue, but definitely that would, that would definitely be a red flag if it was someone who is addicted to gambling. That's not something that you want to sign up for. It's one thing if you're already in the relationship, but signing up for it, I don't think that's a smart move at all. Okay, Crystal, what do you think? I mean, if you're if you're married and your spouse picks up gambling and is not good at it, is that you know grounds for divorce? Oh hell yeah! You know, again, money's moving in the wrong direction. No, 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 no that's not fun. And um, and see, that's the whole thing. You know, when you meet someone. Uh, you meet them and they may be, you know, kind of a recreational gambler or whatever, like going to a casino. Uh-huh. So they may take you and you have a good time and, you know, you go to the shows and they stop and they gamble or gamble while you go to your room or whatever. And so you don't really get the vibe of who they are. And I'm not, I haven't been around a lot of gamblers, although I have been around people who are addicted to, to um, you know, horrible things. So uh-huh. it's the same kind of, addictive personality, those kind of people who will keep doing something and they'll go beyond um, just having a good time. And if, I don't, you know, I don't know what the red flags are. Of course, money can be a red flag, but not necessarily. Right. It's, you know, it can be actually how they're playing, um, how they talk about it, uh, things like that. It can, you know, send red flags up. Uh, I mean, even if he has lots of money, I mean, I mean, it, it always runs out <laughs> eventually, yeah. especially, you know, how you're playing. And it may not even be the fact that he's losing money because he may have more money or whatever, but it's um, can you be around that type of personality uh, who, you know, who's addictive like that and addicted. And so, so that's a deal breaker, definitely. But any time money is going out the door instead of into me, you know, pun intended, then, yeah, we got a problem. Does it depend on what they're they're betting on? Like if they're betting on um, 12-year-old shovel fights, I mean, is is that a problem or uh, does that matter at all? (laughs) 12-year-old shovel fights. What is that? I don't even know what that is. See, you know, um, kids fighting with shovels. Kids fighting with shovels. Oh, anyway, um, no, it doesn't matter what he's betting on, whether it's chickens or dogs or greyhounds or whatever or the game. I don't care. I mean, I, you know, if it's one thing where it's just, you know, he does the whole March Madness or do the, um, you know, the football thing that a lot of guys do. The, I mean, fantasy football and all that kind of stuff. If they want to do that, that's fine, because that's fun and it's you know, you know, the guys get together and they do that kind of thing. But 
I guess it's 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 more what they're how much and is it part of this conversation all the time and part of his mm-hmm. continual recreation that's all he wants to do is go to the casino or gamble in some other way. And now you don't have to go to the casino to gamble. I mean, there are other ways to do it, you know. And, you know, Ray educated us on how to do that. So, I mean, there's ways right. of doing it. So, yeah. Nah. And it's not my thing anyway because I'm not really into gambling. I'm not into all that, you know, that type of thing. When I go out, I want to have fun. I want I want to return all my money. I want to see something that you you put something out there. I want to see something come back, you know, like dinner or fur coat. <laughs> okay, which is very much needed up there this time of the year. And yes, is. this is a question that comes from Facebook from, uh, looks like Dr. Gilbert's chimed in. And are the dynamics different with dating a gambler if you are also a gambler? Um does it change if one of your partners, if one of the partners decides to be more cautious with their money and no longer wants to gamble, if this is one of the major attractions? So let me ask you that, Ray. I mean, if you gamble and you're dating someone is, who gambles, does that make things a little different, you know? Or maybe if a husband and wife both gamble, do you have to be more cautious of your money just in case she overspends or something of that nature? No, I mean, with anything, I think you have to to know the person. It's like when I would go to casinos, you know, man, you can sit down for an hour and slide $200 in that machine, and you get down on like your last 50, you say, man, give me that ticket out of there. I ain't going to spend the whole 200 but I could have eaten at the buffet three times by the time I, you know, fool around with this. Or right. you say, man, I could have stayed in a nicer suite that I'm in right now to just lose the money on the floor. So you got to have sense enough to recognize when it's not your not your, your, your day to win. And you say, well, okay, if you're dating somebody and they can't recognize that, like you say, okay, we come down here with a certain amount of money. Then you have some people want to go to an ATM and, start taking out more money. You got them ATMs on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Depends on if it's your money to spend or you take it away from something. And you got a girlfriend or a wife or something, if they take it away from something, then that's a problem. If it's just money, you say, well, he worked for it. If he want to blow it on something, it's okay to blow it on something. It ain't okay, but then it's okay. But you're not taking away mm-hmm. from anything. When you take it away from something, then she spent the money out and lost. Then she come in next week when you get her hair done or put gas in her car. Oh, no, oh, no. You know, we can't go that way because you spent the money that you shouldn't have spent on gambling. You know, you can't date somebody like that. You date somebody, okay, they spent the money or they lost it, and you have to say, all right. You know, that was some money you man was going to do something else foolish with it, but now you can't do it. Like, whether you want to put rims on your car or whatever you do with foolish with your money, you can't do that because you know you spent there. So I think as long as they keep all that in the right perspective, it's okay. But if they can't, that's a problem and that's a no-no. You got to get away from that person because when they money get low, the first thing they're going to do is look at you. 
And, you know, that just ain't right. No, I mean, really, that just ain't right. You know? Uh, okay. And Eminem, let me uh, ask you, man. All right. I'm going to say, do, do you have a right to take the credit card or debit card from a spouse if you think they have a gambling problem? I mean, can it get to that point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it, it, essentially... I mean, especially if it's your spouse. I mean, essentially, whatever they do on the losing end is going to affect the household. On the winning end is going to affect the household. But that's like one of them things like where uh, kind of like in a – well, I don't work in an office setting anymore, but in a, in an office setting or whatever, you know, you can compliment people all day, but you start talking about somebody, then all of a sudden it's a problem. So it's kind of like that. If you winning is good, but you lose the shit, man. It's fucked up. Nah. You know, yeah. Uh, but but uh, I you know I I don't know if this is a question later on in the show or something. But what I was gonna say about uh, one of the indicators of somebody really uh, needing to put the brakes on is just like right now. You know, um, the average person that know me pretty good know I talk about bills and shit a lot. So you know, the assumption is that you know if I come across a big chunk of money at one time, I'm gonna have some you know some business to kind of you know. Ease the, you know the, you know, ease up on some shit. But when you take a joker, I don't care how much he win. I mean, this motherfucker go in and win like twenty five thousand or something, and turn around and he's like, "Well, man, you know, I know we left before you did, but damn, man, uh, I'm surprised you worked today. Yeah, man, shit, I felt it, man. You know, playing that shit all back. <laughs> you like what? <laughs> you know, so that's." The, <laughs> <laughs> That's the people that uh oh yeah 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 you you doing it like that now you can't get a cat to go in and you know they win like nah I'm good and the next day you see them with um you know I'm assuming they're gonna take care of some debt if they have any you see them with a uh, nice car or something like that fine man you supposed to I mean damn you know you don't gotta got this money do something with it but I just despise two things I despise I'm not an envious person because you know I, I don't you know one thing about it. I don't never, I always say, you know, a saying I used to have anyway, you know, it's the words I live by for the, for young cats listening out there, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, you never can fuck with another man's dick. So, you know, so what somebody else got and all that didn't really never matter to me. But I, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I, I just hate this, you know, you know, uh, athletes or something get on drugs, pro, you know, pro athletes, I mean. Or, or entertainers and want to blow all their fortune, and I hate to see people that win the lottery or gamble or anything like that just fuck it up, you know, just play it back or something crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you got this one time in your whole damn life, you know, once in a generation time to kind of right the ship, quote unquote, and then that's what you do, you know. So yeah. that's uh, kind of like the lady in um, where is that? Is it South Carolina, North Carolina? That. She's bailing her boyfriend out of jail, and she's spent oh, like yeah. $3 million of her lottery money or something crazy. Right. Bailing him out of jail. But let me go back to the phone, to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. So welcome on the man in black, making his way to the ring. Buck, what's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. Doing well. And look, I'll throw the question towards you. If you if you're married to someone and they have a gambling problem, do you have a right to you know snatch the credit cards and debit cards from them? 
No doubt. I mean, because, I mean, it's a problem. I mean, you don't want to put yourself in, you know, you don't want to have, you know, yourself in a situation to where um, you can't, you know, take care of your, your your everyday needs and your, you know, your your house payment, your mortgage, whatnot, your um, lights, gas, water, cell phone, food. I mean, when you see there's a problem, then, yeah, then something needs to be said about it. Um, simply because you just... I mean, money's too money's too precious. You gotta you gotta you gotta have it for everything that you do. So you don't want to, you know, shit it all away. I mean, being, I don't know if you already said this, but Q and I used to go down to we'd go down and fill out the football pools down at the uh, Isle of Capri, Maristar, yeah, right going on places. That. Yeah, so we'd go down there and we had a we had a pack. You only take, you know, take 60 bucks, 80 bucks, whatever we want to take. And our goal was to simply double it. So that means to come out of there with 160, not leave out of there with, you know, less than what you brought. You know, so, I mean, because, I mean, you don't want to go down there and just destroy everything. I mean, when the casino first opened down in Mississippi, down in Vicksburg, there were people jumping off from damn boats, going to Mississippi River, and not coming back up because these rascals and taking the mortgage out on, you know, taking the deed and sold the deed so they can get the money off the deed to their house just so they can. Yeah, it was bad for a minute. Uh, it was bad. I mean, there was a lady that had a um, nice upstanding restaurant in our hometown and she gambled, she gambled herself to the point to where she was in, she was in Madison where everybody was just spending money. And I mean, she had great Southern soul food type food. To where she went down to South Jackson, where in a little small, you know, dump, you know, she because she couldn't stay at the damn casino, so um, it can ruin your 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 home life, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't watch what you're doing, you know, take a little bit. It's, it's you know, there's even if you read any of those things that you see, you know, on on the computer, it, it simply tells you you play slot. You know, you, you shouldn't. You have two hour sessions. I wouldn't even do two hours. You, you see, you lose money. Get off the damn thing and go outside or go go to the buffet or, you know, if damn Eric Estrada there or something, go see something. Go up, you know, go for a different reason other than just <laughs> Eric spend money. Estrada. <laughs> hey, I don't mean I said Eric Estrada because he was up there. The, um, he was up here at the Wind Creek hey, a few weeks ago. The better and, half um, of chip. You know, Smokey Robinson. He was up there too. I mean, you see it on the billboards around town here. But um, you know, go for a different reason other than that. And most of these casinos now, they got spa, they got movie theaters, they got sports bars, and that one up there does. They got they got all kinds of stuff up there. So there's other things to do other than just gamble. But if you see you got a problem, then you know, and my significant other was going up there on a consistent basis and losing, you know, taking taking damn mortgage money up there to go spend, uh, that ain't good. You know, you might find your ass outside yeah. somewhere. Okay. And so it's one of those things that people have to kind of evaluate and determine if it's something people, someone may do for fun or is it someone may do it because they're addicted. And once you find out if they are or not, you might want to try to get them some help. Uh, I mean, gambling can be a serious problem to where, People do resort to stealing or maybe selling things they probably shouldn't 
just because they feel like they're on a lucky street or they have to win some money back. And um, so you have to be really careful with it. And if it's not something that you feel like you can control, just don't do it. Find something else to do. Um, you know, find some other way of trying to get your thrills. Because for a lot of people, gambling is a thrill. Uh, I know Charles Barkley has talked about how he likes to gamble. Charles Barkley doesn't need any money, to my knowledge, but he enjoys the thrill of gambling. Michael Jordan's the same way. He plays golf, and he gambles with other golfers, even though a lot of times these guys may be better than him, he likes the, the challenge, you know, so that's what you do. But then again, those guys have almost unlimited bank accounts so they can afford to do that. There are a lot of us who are, you know, not making that type of salary and we still want to do a little bit more than what calls for. And like Crystal said, you wind up with the lights off. So you have to kind of be careful. But um, I'll take a quick break. And we'll come back with something else that came up across my news feed. So back in 30 seconds. Hi, this is Victoria Bolton, author of the Rude Boy USA series, and you are listening to the Talk TQ radio show. No experts, just opinions. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number. Something I came across um, on my news feed, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, There's a situation going on at the Mall of America in Minnesota. And the Mall of America, for those of you who have never been or you're not familiar with it, um, I think it's still the biggest mall in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. It's still the biggest one in the United States. It's an amazing mall. I've been there once, and I don't think I saw even half of it. But they've hired their first ever black Santa Claus. So, you know, the kids come through, sit on Santa's lap to talk about what they want, and Santa Claus is a black man, like the song says. So there's a man by the name of Larry Jefferson Gamble, a retired U.S. Army veteran, who's been playing Santa since he was 12 years old. So this is, like, what he does. And a lot of people are upset. People are boycotting the mall and things of that nature because they don't think Santa should be black. So, uh, Amanda, let me start with you first in discussing this. Could this be a legitimate situation of maybe families wanting Santa to look like them since they are technically Santa Claus more so than this is something racist, or do you think this is just good old deep-seated racism? I think it's good old deep-seated racism. If I mean, if it's if it's such a big deal, if that's personally how you felt, then, I mean, why why else would you feel that way other than, a kid saying, "Mommy, last year Santa Santa wasn't black." You know, I mean, other than that, and just saying, "Well, I don't even know how you explain that." I don't have kids, so you're probably asking the wrong person when it comes to that. But I, I that's the only I'd be asking the right legitimate. <laughs> that's the only legitimate. I'm biased. Um, thing that you could, that I could think of is is you know if your kid is gonna say is gonna notice. Um, 
that that Santa looks different from last year, but you know, I mean, all white people don't look alike. So if it was a different white Santa from last year, would you say, oh, this is with the kid? What if the kid notices that this is the same Santa from last year or the year before? Right. So I feel like the fact that they're gonna make such a stink about the man, uh, as long as he's doing his job. Now, if he's doing something crazy. You know, like if he's the black version of uh, of Billy Bob Thornton as as bad Santa, then that's that's one thing. <laughs> but but as long as the man is doing his job, then why does it matter what he looks like? As long as he fits the description of Santa in the sense of you know being a jolly and friendly and good with the kids and you know enjoying the cookies, what's the problem? Okay. All right, and I'm um, on Twitter. Avocado Avocado Mommy said, Santa can't be black, but our president can be orange. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a shot at Donald Trump right there. Um, let's see. Uh, Buck, what do you think about it, man? Uh, I, I mean, is, there, is it a problem that Santa's black? I mean, he's light-skinned. I don't know if that counts. But <laughs> in 2016, we've had a black president so we've seen black people pretty much do everything under the sun at this point it should this really be as big of a deal as it is it really shouldn't because i mean we in all honesty santa claus was black at least my mom my mom and dad are black so i mean hey they were santa claus damn it so um you know it it's time i mean i you know it's it was bound to happen anyway, simply because you, you're already starting to see, you know, if they've had black and black Santa Claus and black, black men Santa Clauses for decorations and things of that nature. Um, so, you know, it was just it was going to happen eventually anyway. But, you know, since this is the first one, you know, like all first, there's going to be it's going to be hit with some, you know, it's going to hit going to be hit with some negativity. Um, so, it, you know, once people get used to it, it's going to be all right. But, you know, it, I know he's catching a lot of criticism. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to stay, um, you know, at that particular, you know, at the Mall of America or whatnot, but we'll see how it rolls. Um, I was actually listening to them on, um, they were talking about it on, uh, on the show today, you know, talking about that. So, you know. It, it may be, I think it's a little of everything, you know, it's a little bit of racism, a little bit of fact this is the first time, you know, it's just like any other first time, any time that, you know, we cross over, it's going to be hit with some, it's going to be hit with some backlash, but, you know, once people get used to it, ain't nobody, you know, probably five years from now, even other people join in it, go ahead and start doing it, won't, you know, this won't be an issue, so I'm glad they started up north, though, down south, it'll really be blowing up then, because Man, these damn people be trying to burn down the fucking mall if they did that shit down the south. So, yeah, probably so, probably so. And Ray, I'm gonna ask you a yes or no question, and then I'm gonna follow it up, man. Um, do you have first of all, do you have a problem with the black Santa Claus? The first question. No, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, um, it's it's a. Um, a chance to have a teaching opportunity because I think if you teach your kids and you bring them up the right way, 
you can say, okay, there is no one Santa Claus. Because what do you do if your kid comes to see Santa Claus two years in a row and he's not the same guy he was last year? As long as he's white, right. you all right with that? That guy might be a little thinner than the guy was last year. So I think, you know, right. you should just teach the kids that there are different Santa Clauses. And then, okay. once again, I mean, I don't know who's, I hadn't heard about it until I read the email. But, you know, my wife had, so... My thing is, is this is one of these opportunities where you look and you say, if you have a problem with the black Santa Claus, how do you think black kids feel sitting on the white Santa Claus? So nobody cares about that. So it's one of them things that you got to look at it on both ends, and people that don't want to look at it on both ends are just expressing ignorance rather than tolerance. Okay. Now here's a follow-up question. Whatever, and I'm gonna throw it to Eminem after I, I, I throw it to you. If Santa was someone who was openly gay, would it be a problem? Um, I mean, it it, it depends on who it is. How open? <laughs> would, would I let him sit on us? Uh, uh, what's his name? Irvin Johnson the third or fourth, whatever he is. No. But if he was a uh, uh, Don Lemon, yes. Okay. Okay. So well, you you say appearance plays a role in that. Eminem, what do you think, man? You let your kids sit on Santa's lap if you know that uh, Santa's gay? Oh, no. Nah, hell no. Nah. I ain't saying he's wearing a – I'm not saying he's wearing a, a pink Santa suit or anything, but, you know, it is knowledge that he's gay. Would that be a problem? Um, uh, no, not for, not for a daughter, but for a son, yeah, that that'd be a little uncomfortable for me. For me, but that's just a, you know personal preference. But uh, but at the same time, for the people listening, you know, that's totally opposite of you know somebody's race, because you know, like, you know, of course that's a debate for another show. But a lifestyle, <clears throat> a lifestyle versus a race is two different things. You know, people can spin it all kind of ways they can, but if you can choose it, you know, it's different. You know, um, you know that's no different than a you know a parent saying, "Well, um, well, I, I, you know, of course you the host, but I spin it, I spin on the spin." Okay, we got the gay Santa. Now we go down in the hood, and a guy just got out of jail. He ain't gay or nothing, but you know, shot two or three people and shit like that, and he got teardrops on him. And you know, so if parents ain't comfortable about you know their kids being around Thanks that dude, family. I totally understand. You know, but. But that, but but once again, it's different than race because that's a choice he made. He made a choice to be into crime at least at one point in his life, so that's what he kind of got to live with. But um, okay. But uh, but to, but to answer the the first question is, you know, is wide open racism. Uh, this is some shit that shouldn't even be discussed, especially for now. This is geared toward not no specific race, but mainly. People, mainly white people, who always talking about people throwing the race card. Now, okay, well, okay, well, why would this be an issue then? If there's, if things are better and we got us a black president and everybody's singing Kumbaya, then damn, y'all don't want a black Santa Claus? That's crazy. And now, if this was done artistically, 
meaning like a script or something, and somebody specifically said in the script, hey, you know, nothing against y'all, but my character is a, you know, Russian. So if you're not Russian, even if you're white, you know, I'm trying to get a Moscow Christmas, so that's what we want. If that was the case, that's one thing. But to have an opening saying, looking for a mall Santa, all we need is a guy with a, you know, uh, with a, you know, uh, a round, shiny face and maybe a round belly and look good in a, in a Santa suit. I mean, if that's the only requirement, then it's absolute racism. You know, it don't. It shouldn't matter what color the guy was at that point. You know, as far as it being an issue of firing. Now, if somebody say, "Hey, it's a black Santa," okay, well, I, I prefer my kids to take a picture with, with you know, with a Santa my own race. I mean, that's fine. That's that's up. That's up to the parent. But for it to be officially like, "Nah, man, we got to get rid of this dude." Now, that's that's absolute racism. You know, I prefer my kids take pictures with black Santa, but just a few weeks ago. You know, we were in Best Buy, and there was a guy dressed up saying, going to say he take pictures. I mean, you know, I wasn't going to diss the dudes. Yeah, the kids took pictures. But I mean, say, I didn't melt, you know. But now if I just had to, to say I'm going to pay for a packet of pictures, yeah, I would prefer a black Santa Claus. But that's not to say I'm going to write the company and say, nah, man, y'all need to fire this dude because he's white. That's, <laughs> that would be racist. You know, so these motherfuckers, they always talk about, you know, Black people are always complaining and stuff like that. Shit, damn. You know, all this shit going on in the world, and y'all, you know, y'all jaws in a rod over a damn what the color of Santa Claus is? Come on, man. If that ain't racist, I don't know what is. You know? Shit. I hear you. I've never been to in Minneapolis and all that, but I'm sure they got more than one damn Santa Claus somewhere. Like, hell, go, don't take the picture tomorrow. Go to J.C. Penney's or something. Fuck it. Okay. All right, and Crystal, do you want to chime in on this? Would you have a problem, black, gay, any of the above, Asian, Latino? Well, um, (laughs) I hear what everybody's saying, and I know that that in a lot of the malls here that they do both. Uh, They may have a black Santa and a white Santa, you know, in different areas or whatever. I mean, I mean, people have said that. you know, when this came out, people, you know, were calling in and talking about it on different radio stations and things. But personally, <laughs> um, Santa's white. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I mean, if you look at the story of Chris Kringle, he's from, what, Scandinavia or some damn where? I mean, he's uh-huh. white. I mean, I'm, I mean, I... <laughs> I look at the historical, okay. um, the the story. I mean, yeah. I, and, and you're right. If you're doing it from an artistic standpoint, like if you're trying to, I ain't mean to cut you off, but just say if you're I don't want my kids two, sitting three. on a black Santa. It makes no sense to no, me. It's stupid. We, we're talking about a mall. And I don't want my kids sitting on a gay Santa or a Mexican <laughs> Santa. <laughs> I want to send them on a fat white guy with a beard in red uh, suit. I want the character of Santa Claus, okay? I mean, it's like having, what, I'm going to have pit bull, great um, reindeer? I mean, what is that? I mean, what? that doesn't make any sense to me. I just, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't care that the fact that he is a white guy. I don't care. The character is white. 
the whole history around the story of a Santa Claus has always been white. What's the fucking big deal that he's white? Why do you need your kid to sit on a black guy? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. But for those who who want that, they do have them, and that's fine. I think what they should have did in this big-ass mall is, I first I thought this is what they did, like they, they do here and in, in, in other cities. I thought they had two mm-hmm. um, you know, because a lot of times right. they do have that because they understand that or whatever. But I, I didn't realize it was only one Santa, and it's, you know, then I probably would be, I was like, where's Santa Claus? So I would be like, where the fuck is Santa Claus? So, so you right I mean, you got fired, that's just my, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't see it as a racist thing. I see it now. These people who did go off, they're going off, I'm sure. They're not, I'm, I'm sure a lot of them aren't coming from what where I'm coming from. And they may be, actually. Um, but a lot of the comments were racist. But I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Santa Claus is white, and I want to see the goddamn white Santa Claus. I do, because that's the character. When you have peanuts, I don't want a black Charlie Brown. I want a goddamn white kid with the fucking orange shirt and the black streak across it. That's what I want to see. I mean, come on. I mean, really? No, that's just my opinion. There it is. That's my two cents. That was one of the greatest rants ever on this show. <laughs> oh boy, oh, that was lovely. That was lovely. Hold on, I, I gotta, I gotta give you a little bit of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I say this: she has a great point to everything she's saying, but you know, the question to me was. Is there a problem with a black Santa Claus? I didn't have a problem with him being black, but yeah, the character is white. But I wouldn't yeah. disrespect the black Santa Claus if he was black. That's all I was saying. But yes, yeah, she does have a point there. But it should be followed up with a lot of racist comments. Absolutely. I mean, but the thing about it is, but if you're gonna hire somebody. And you know you looking for a white Santa Claus? Just hire a white person from the start. Don't don't bring the man in, let him do the shit every year, and then fire him. To me, that's wrong. So. All right, all right. Well, cool, cool. Very interesting, very interesting. And I mean, you know, I'm happy for the man that has the job. We'll see what happens. Um, people might not go, and that's their business. They choose not to go. I mean. But it's, it, I don't know if it should be such a big issue. Like you say, it's, it's one thing to want a white Santa. It's another thing to try to get someone to fire uh, because you just don't like the fact that they're black people. Queer Santa Claus. So, All right. Um, real quick, Heisman Trophy winner, football player, Rashan Salam, 42 years old, was found dead in Boulder, Colorado on Monday night. Um, they found his body in a park. No foul plays expected. Rashan Salam won the Heisman Trophy in 1994 with the star running back at the University of Colorado in the 90s. He's the one that beat out um, Steve McNair for the Heisman, right? 
how someone would react. I mean, there's no, there's a possibility I would react the same way. If someone who's a professional times, athlete, right? yeah, someone who's a professional athlete gets out of their car at a stoplight and comes over to your window, I, I mean, I don't know how you're going to respond. Um, no, so, well, you can't shoot a man on that. Yeah, but you, you can't just pop. You can't pop horse. nobody, though. I mean, what happens exactly. to, like, if, I, if again, you feel threatened? I, I'm not saying... I'm not no, saying but I'm that it's necessarily like, uh, right. I'm just looking at this from no, a realistic saying, point of view. The, it, it doesn't make it racist. Right, but yeah, it do. Where where that happened, that it makes it racist because um, they they they're outside of New Orleans, but they're not in New Orleans. You know, just like if, like I said, you know, um, most of the time, most of the time, I'm, I'm just telling what a, what a, what a, what a fair-minded cop going to tell you. If you are armed and you don't clearly see somebody looking like they're going for a weapon or whatever, nine times out of ten, if you raise your weapon, that's enough to make the average person say, oh, shit, man, I'm just coming to talk. I didn't know you had a gun. But, like, damn, motherfucker, you already shooting at me. You know, that's messed up. Listen, if that guy had been Shaquille O'Neal size, I wouldn't have shot him. You know, it's different if he hits you two or three times or he busted out your window and one shot is enough to make a guy back off of your car. But right. Like, because like, hey, if you see that gun, it's like I used to argue with people on the road so I got better with it now. But you get out of the car and you argue with somebody. He show that gun, you're like, oh, shit, you're going to retreat immediately. You're not going right. to keep coming. So I, I get that. And to me, I chance. mean, like, I don't think the average person, if I'm at a stoplight and I've been cursing at somebody, we've been cutting each other off or whatever for miles, so we already got some road rage incident going, and we pull up at a stoplight and they get out the car or whatever, I'm not checking to see if they have anything in their hands. And then again, I don't even know what kind of vehicles they were in. He might not have been able to see the dude's hands. You know, if if he's in an SUV or or something like that and one vehicle is higher than the other, um, you know, I, would I expect a cop to look before they shoot? Absolutely. But a citizen who may or may not, I don't know how good the vision is. I don't know if it's windows or tenant. There's so many variables that, you know, yeah. you can factor yeah, in. Don't, don't, to don't, where don't, I don't leave out the variable. just was looking to shoot somebody black. And he probably was, was, was half cocked just like Zimmerman. Zimmerman was known well, to pull guns on people and everything else, so he was looking for a chance to I kill I think the, the one thing the guy has against him, going against him, is that this is his second road raid incident. He had an incident like 10 years ago that he got arrested for. But um, aside from that, I'm, I'm just saying that I can think of quite a few people, myself included. I ain't saying I would have shot three times because, you know, I definitely would have shown my gun. Or whatever, but they say if you show it, you got to use it. But as far as to at least shoot once, or or or, I, I mean, I, I can well, see well, it. Q, I can Q, see it happening. Q, check, I, I'm gonna ask you this right here because I know you're a fair-minded person. Now, okay, if you, okay, like if you in your you know home surroundings or whatever, and just say you drive up to the what well, the next little town is Madison, right, and yeah. it, it, it's some kind of road rage incident. I'm not saying people up there don't shoot nobody, but you ain't really thinking the same shit that's going to be in your mind if you over here somewhere. I'm just saying, like, because I'm familiar with the area, that guy wasn't thinking that dude was coming to do that like he would if he was 
in my aunt's old neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Where nine times out of ten, they are coming to jack you. That's all I'm saying. So it's just like, you know, well, I ain't too to... quick to just say the, the guy was, okay, like, if it was like, okay, if it was a situation where, you know, you in South Central and some shit like that happened, okay, reacting pre prematurely is different than reacting prematurely. You ain't getting hit like that in Bel Air. You know, ain't, niggas ain't coming at you like that, you know. And uh, so I just knew that guy know that. He was just looking at this. He, he, it was probably one of them things where, see, a lot of people think racism is just people walking around with some kind of uh, neo-Nazi uh, rebel flags and stuff like that. You can have uh, pre-stereotypes so deeply rooted in you, like, uh, okay, people are always throwing around the word homophobic. Okay, and that's true. A lot of people are homophobic. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who are racist that are not riding around in four-by-fours with big-ass rubber flags on the front. You know, there's people who watch the news all the time, and they think that black people are so bad, and when they see one, they freak the fuck out, just like that pussy-ass cop that shot Mike Brown. You know, even though Mike Brown wasn't a perfect citizen, but like right. I say, once again, the dude was not armed. And you can shoot people in the leg. You can you can give a warning shot. You don't have to give. And again, uh, you don't have all to of give that a is true. Shot. I get all of that is I feel true. You and cops should be trained uh, to do true. that. But I, by the I same token, that, if a man is, if a man is crazy enough to get out of his car and approach mine, I don't know what he's gonna do because he for all he knows no. I could already have a gun. So for no, a man to get out of his car. And approach mine. There's a, there's a lot of people out there, and you, you, that's that's what I was gonna say. There's a lot of people out there that's got guns that are paranoid, and I don't, you know, you can call it a racist incident. It looks like a racist incident, but that doesn't necessarily mean it is. I mean, you got right. I mean, no many racist, but you but, got but. yeah, you got. I'm just saying, there's people out there that will that will pull their gun first and shoot before they ask questions, and that's what needs to that. I mean, you have to sometimes. We as people, regardless of what color you are, you got to be on offense and defense. Because when you got somebody that's that's stupid enough to, you know, start road raising, I I'm, I'll be the first one to tell you I got bad road racing. I cannot stand ignorant ass drivers. Because I will chase your motherfucking ass. And I have done it. But the bottom line of it is, if you got somebody that's you know that don't don't you know call your bluff. And come up to you at the next light because you didn't, you know, you didn't say something to him or you flipped him off or anything else like that, and get out your car, then, you know, they crazy enough to just pull a gun on your ass or shoot you or come up there and stab you or bust your glass. Nah, I'm not waiting to see. And I ain't waiting. I'm running the damn traffic light, turning right, whatever I have to do to get away from you. <laughs> so, this, 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 this is what I'm saying. I understand it's a different atmosphere. People had guns and stuff, they car and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like if you argue with somebody on the road, you pull up to the light, they pull up to the light. Okay, first thing I do when I stop at a light or anything, I'm looking in my rear view and side view mirrors to see if they're getting out of the car. If they get out of the car, right. I'm getting I'm my seatbelt. I'm getting out. You're not going to stand over my door. Now, even if, if, if guns were permitted like that, I wouldn't come out shooting because I'm not expecting you to do nothing like that. First, and then another thing, Joe, uh, the guy was in uh, an Audi truck. That's a $65,000 truck. And usually you ain't going to find no fool driving in no nice cars like that because he got something to lose. 
You understand? That's what that's what that's what I was saying. Man, ain't nobody thinking that. Please. No, no. But what I'm saying though, most of the time, most of the time, you know, I mean, I know, you know, everybody got different opinions on, but most of the time, it's just like, just like right now, a guy in a three piece suit that just left a church preaching or something. Yeah, he could have a gun and all that. But you're gonna look at him different than somebody riding six deep in a in a car that's barely running, looking like they up to something with bandanas on. I'm just saying, like, if if something indicated that it was something about this guy that was so stereotypical that it would make him think that his life was in jeopardy, I wouldn't be so quick to just come to judgment. But mm-mm. nah, this what all I know is when I all I know what I saw on Facebook. Uh, made me led me to believe that this is a guy that was shot, you know, shot in his car, um, victimized and and everything. And it, when I watched the news and realized he had gotten out of the car, I had a totally different opinion. Um, so again, all I'm telling everyone is to get all the facts and everything, because Facebook would have you make it look like he got shot in a ditch somewhere. That's not what happened. All right. I, I mean, if he wouldn't have gotten out of his car, I don't know if he. Huh? If you argue with somebody and you say, all right, we pull up, even if I challenge you to a fight, you cannot come up out your car shooting at me. You understand what I'm saying? This guy standing outside. Yeah, I'm not saying the guy is he's so close to his window, he can't get out of the car, he busts his window. That's something totally different. But I don't know how close he got to the car or what. All I'm saying is people on Facebook are making it look like this guy was (laughs) essentially like a a Trayvon Martin that, you know, he just got picked on and and just shot. That's the way it went down. (laughs) Now, what's jacked up is the the black woman that gave the warning shot and got 27 years or whatever in a known physical abuse situation. See, that's what I'm saying, man. The, the, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. That's the South. I'm saying it's like this shit is just straight up racist. It's like now, yeah, hey, I've been wrong sometime about something being racist, but like I say, but I know a lot about some shit racist, and everybody ain't riding around with no damn, you know, capes on and shit like that. I mean, there's motherfuckers out there that hate black people to the core. They hate Chinese people. They hate Mexicans and shit, all that kind of stuff. So they use any opportunity to use their weapon. Irresponsibly, this period, it's just like just a license to kill, you know. You go well, to we'll, we'll agree to disagree like, on I mean, this one. We'll yeah, but I mean, why would women? Why would women be so mace and stuff like that? If you could just kill somebody just for walking up to you, whether you know they got something or not, I'm just like, damn. Yeah. They gunned this dude down like this, know. man. This dude, I know. When probably had more money than People in a heated argument. And everything, if someone approaches somebody's car or whatever, then anything can go down. That's just that's just how it works. Oh, yeah. Now, look, look, situation look you got to be smart. you gotta, you got to be smart. I, I mean, I told, I'm told with that. you got to be smart. But honestly, I, I really wouldn't think that somebody getting ready to end my life just because I'm finna check them right quick. Like, man, like, damn, man, what you doing? I got a kid in the car. That's all I'm coming to say. But you just see a dark-skinned nigga with, you know, thick eyebrows, you just start shooting. I tell you what, I tell you what, all I'm gonna say, motherfucker, you better hope I die. Like I said, it now, that man didn't. That man did, might not have. Now seen, whoever did that, man didn't care what kind of car he drove. That man might not have known if he had kids in the car. Y'all are 
putting stuff in there that he may or may not have known or whatever. All we know is that someone got out their car and approached another man's car. And, again, that doesn't mean that he deserved to be shot. I'm just saying that it don't make it racist. I'm not saying that. He may be racist. I'm just saying it don't don't make it racist. And it definitely don't make what people on Facebook are saying. Why would you argue with somebody if you're afraid to get into an altercation with them? Exactly. It's just like if somebody what, cut me off and I, and I that's pull what up and it's four guys, guys in the car and they all wearing red bandanas. Okay, I don't want no work. I leave it alone. They can say what they want from that point on. I don't want no work. You see them. That's right. I don't know what you're going to do or what you got. <laughs> That's racist. No. I mean, yeah, I feel them yeah. on that. If, if you if you a guy, it's you in the car, he in the car. He, oh, you asshole, you fucking this, this, this. Okay, let's stop at the light. What's up now? Now, you walk up, you get away from me. I'm going to call the police on this. The guy did all that, had his family in the car. And I'm like, you let your wife see you go out like that? Yeah, you too. I mean, we, this guy been 10 years ago now. He's stopping and stopping, stopping, cursing at me and everything. I caught up to him, got out the car, walked up to the car, had a whole family car. Now you're talking about, oh, you can't get away. I'm calling the police right now. This is this. Come on, man. Don't do that. Because what he was saying to me, it was all indication that if he could stop his car, he was going to do something. So when he got the opportunity, that's exactly what he did. He started retreating. To me, I don't understand that. If you argue with somebody, look over there, damn, that shack over there. All right, I hear you. Go ahead, bro. I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all put way too much thought in that. If a man gets out of his car at, at the light, I'm already thinking he ain't playing with a full deck. So, I mean, anything goes at that point. But let's go on with our um, – say tomorrow, like I said, zone coverage, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then we'll be back here next Tuesday to discuss something else. I got a couple of topics I've been flirting with, and maybe I can settle down on one. But uh, – I need to try to talk to Mary LaBelle to try to get a let's talk about sexing before the end of the year. But in any event, uh, that's what we'll do next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Go to TalkToQ.com, sign up for the email newsletter so you can keep up with what's going on. We'll go ahead and go with final thoughts, and Crystal, I'll go with you. Um, really good show, great topics, and um, I can't wait till next week. All righty. Thank you very much, ma'am. Short, sweet, complete. And Amanda? Great show. I enjoyed you guys. Um, regarding the gambling and everything, I think that um, it's, it's fun. As long as you can still pay your bills and you're not taking too much from your household and you know when to stop, then, you know, that's fine if that's something you enjoy doing. We all enjoy doing different things, so. But I think right. if it when it becomes a problem, then that's when you need to you need to reevaluate what you're doing with your with your money and your free time. Um, regarding the incident in New Orleans, I, I I I can see that you know you can always make assumptions of what somebody was thinking, but I do feel like you know it, I I have to agree with 
what Ray was saying and what Eminem was saying and I just I just don't I just don't think that I feel like if 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 he was a different race he wouldn't have been mm-hmm. shot at like that. That's you know, I'm that's that's just that's just how I feel, regardless of the road rage or what was happening and him getting out of his car. I feel like if he was a white man that man wouldn't have shot him like that. He would have said, "Okay, what's going on, buddy?" Or you know how? Yeah, it would, it would have even if they argued or they 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 fought in the street. <laughs> like you know, what the fuck, buddy? Why are you why are you chasing me down the street? What's wrong with you? And you know that type of thing. It wouldn't have been just you know shooting at him like that. So I it, it wouldn't have been that threat. Just in my honest opinion, I know we we might have right. different opinions on that but that's just the way I I feel right. about that one but um and I enjoyed fine. everybody and No, I was just going to say, you know, oh. I I know we might have different opinions and like you're mm-hmm. saying, it's it, it everything that happens between black and white people isn't about race and I get that as well and I I can see that it may not be but it just doesn't look good. And I think also what you know what what part of town you're in what you're it's, it's certain it's certain context clues you have to pay attention to if you really feel threatened you know this guy and it, i don't know and i understand when something's happening in the heat of the moment you may not necessarily think in your head hmm this guy is dressed like this he's driving this and you know uh, different things can happen i understand in the heat of the moment but if that right. was something where that wasn't just all of a sudden somebody just magically showed up at his window. You've been kind mm-hmm. of going down the street having whatever type of issue or whatever type of road rage situation. You know you've paid attention to that car. So if if nothing else, you'd be like, all right, let me let me hold up, let me figure out what's going on. But you know, um, I, I I can understand where you're coming from, also, but. Uh, I enjoyed everybody and hope everybody has a great rest of the week and happy birthday to the birthday boys. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you very much. And yeah. um, and again, yeah, I, I, the guys could, could definitely be could be spot on. However, I do want to point this out though for for the the conclusions that you're drawing um, as far as you know we're under the assumption of what the guy thought, the white guy thought when he saw the black man and all that stuff, those are some of the same conclusions that white jurors draw when they're in court that we as black people complain about. So I just want to throw that out there or whatever, that, you know, if we focus on the facts, we may get the real story, we may not. But, you know, to draw those conclusions, we can't complain when white people do when they draw their conclusions, which, you know, we usually disagree with. But, like I said, I don't know. I'm just going by what I would say. All right, but Great show. I, kind of, I got on a little bit late, but, you know, when it comes to gambling, I mean, you got to make sure you know what's going on. You know, you, you know, don't take so much money with you. I mean, because those, those machines are just like, just like weed. I mean, you know, you get in there and you, you know, you feel good because you're winning. You know, you're drinking, free drinks, whatnot. And you're out there and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, you're out there having fun, and then next thing you know, you do, you know, you're not paying attention. You're losing money, and next thing you know, you ain't got no money. And then, you know, the first thing you want to do is I got to get my money back. 
you know, and then you spend more money and the machines ain't the machines ain't clicking the way they need to be clicking. So, you know, you be fiending a little bit. So you just gotta be aware of what you're doing. It's supposed to be fun, but when it gets when it gets taxing on you, um, when it start when it's starting to get you know, not get fun, then you need to do something else. And there's other things in the casino to do other than gamble. They damn sure got a lot of good food. So I like to eat. So, hell, you better make sure you bring some money to eat. Damn the gamble. But anyway, um, as far as, you know, as far as this, uh, you know, as far as the shooting in Louisiana, I'm, I'm going to take a common sense approach on this. I mean, far, you know, we know who we are. And we know what, what we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So, in the words of what my grandma said, and she was damn, damn sure um, very wise to live 102 years. There's no reason to rush death. I mean, we all have, you know, we get we get angry and get fidgety and all that kind of stuff, and we get behind the wheel and get aggressive and all that kind of stuff. But common sense got to prevail sometimes. You know, sometimes if somebody flip you off instead of blowing up and trying to flip them off back and chasing them. Why don't you just go ahead and just go a different way? And get away from that damn person. This could have been a this could have been an event that could have been easily, you know, easily not happened if somebody would have turned the other cheek. And um, you know, I'm not making light of the situation. You know, it could have been a rational a rational event or not. But I know if I had a gun and somebody come up in my vehicle and they looking kind of threatening, I probably pop them about two or three times. So. I don't give a damn what color they were. You coming up in my car, and after you, especially after you've been acting a fool, you know, pass me and flip me off and all that kind of shit and piss me off back, and then I come to the traffic light, you have to get out the car, you might get a bullet, so, or two or three. So, I'll, you know, common sense should prevail. So if somebody do that shit, you know, this this should be a come-to-Jesus come type deal where, all right, somebody flipped you off, go ahead and just slow down. Let that motherfucker get way on the head somewhere. If you see the light change, go ahead and stop. And let that motherfucker get on down the road so that way you ain't got to deal with it because that could be the difference between life or death. And sometimes common sense, you need to use it. And a lot of times we don't in today's society. So this should be, a, you know, a common sense event. And, you know, I ain't looking at it from a, from a racial standpoint. I'm just looking at it from common damn sense. And sometimes that's what we need to do. That's my public service announcement for the week. But everybody have a great night. Enjoy the show as always, and looking forward to uh, little little zone coverage tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Eminem. Oh, and Eminem, oh, you got to um, you got to prop you got to prop your uh, event on Saturday too. Oh yeah, yeah, man. This Saturday, this Saturday, six p.m., four forty, North Mill Street. Jackson, Mississippi, 39202. Come out and experience a nice, uh, eccentric, uh, eclectic experience of the arts featuring yours truly. And um, that'll be this weekend, man. And um, like I say, it's all free. Of course, you know, if you want to, you know, we definitely want you to patronize the bar. And if, you know, you see something you like, go ahead and buy something from me, too. But you know that's what it's not about. You know what I'm saying? It's about you know, you know, celebrating and, and and really that's my actual birthday celebration. Even though today is my birthday, so uh, I celebrate my birthday kind of different. You know, so uh, Burn you know, like, all week. Right, 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 right. You know, I have little snippets and little tidbits I do. Like I started last night. You know, so 
I, I started painting at 10 until about 1 o'clock, even though I had to get my black ass up real early. I was paying for it about halfway through the day. But I wanted to end the year doing something for me and starting the year doing something. Because this is my damn New Year's right here. You know, be, motherfuckers talking about January 1st. Like, nah, if you don't make it to your birthday, it ain't, it ain't no New Year for you, you know. So the fiscal year already done started, so come out and enjoy, you know. Uh, you know, it's, it's free for everybody, you know. Bring a friend, you know, black, white, Jew, Gentile, whatever, you know what I'm saying. Come on, you know. We got you. You know, everybody welcome. All right. I got yeah. some folks coming out for you this weekend, man. I'm pushing it. Okay, cool. And and the attire, you know, basically come as you are, but, you know, there is no – uh, there is no rules to the game. So, you know, if, if uh, there's something in the closet that's maybe not appropriate for work, you know, and, you know, I can't say it too loud, but I ain't tripping. You know, I'm sure most of the <laughs> straighties there ain't going to be tripping either. So come on now, you know. <laughs> straighties. <laughs> straighties, I like that. <laughs> All right, man, get your final thoughts real Check quick. it out, Eminem. Okay, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, Gambling, uh, yeah, I make it real quick. You know, just like the saying go, it ain't tricking if you got it. So, you know, if you can lose it like Jordan and, and Charles Barkley and, and, and next day you got a check in the mail for more than what you done lost that week, well, I mean, shit, do what you do, man, you know. And if you broke, if you win, never play it back. You know, that's like getting high off your own supply. You know, that's just a, uh, uh-uh, that's a dog chasing a goddamn chair tail. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that, you know. You, you get your, you hit you a lick, so to speak, as we say, down this way. You know, you get you a lick on something, shit, make it count. You know, go ahead and pay your call, buy you one or something. You know, catch up on some bills or something, man. You know, you know, uh, go on a trip you ain't never had the money for. Do something with it, make it count. Don't get that shit right back to them folks. You know, fuck that. Um, and then if you got a problem. You know, get into a hobby. You know, some people get start gambling bad because they they get bored. You know, they they worked a double shift for like forty years and they retired, and it's like they just kind of don't know what to do and all that kind of stuff, man. So I don't know. You know, find you something to do. You know, uh, uh, go teach some some little boys how to you know catch a football or box or something. You know, do something with your time. You know, what I'm saying if you know to try to alleviate the urge to Get up, you know, at 5 a.m. heading to the damn casino on a Monday night, on a Monday, uh, Monday morning when everybody else is going to work because you don't have to, you don't have to work no more. Don't don't do that type of shit. And that's that was what I wanted to say that I left out. The, you know, that some people kind of initially get started from boredom. You know, they they going because they have nothing else to do. You know, so you know, find something meaningful. You know, you can, you know, you can. You know, call in to the show and just do something, man. Just just do something different, you know, so instead of just throwing your money away. Like I say, but if you got it, you know, you got it, man, you know. Uh, and the other topic, you know, as far as this this, this, this this white dude shoot McKnight or whatever, you know, it's a very tragic situation, you know, for the um, for McKnight family first. And then, you know, um, being that it's May, <laughs> you know, it's probably going to be tragic for the other dude that did it too. You know, uh, they just don't know that yet. So, um, mm-hmm. like I said, if you if you got some balls, you know what I'm saying you don't don't talk a bunch of shit if you can't back it up. If if a, if a if a nigga about to get in your ass, you know, 
if, like I said, if you're scared, it's just you know the best thing to do is just ignore the shit. You know, like like Buck said, I agree with the common sense thing, but I'm I'm flipping it I'm flipping it over this time. You know, it's like well, hey, this dude look like he can fight or whatever, even though you know technically some things might be said on his end that wasn't right. Keep your ass moving. The same way when you you wouldn't fight this dude in his neighborhood he grew up in. You would pass through the windows rolled up where you do the same thing if you'd feel that damn threat. But um, uh, I never had to take anyone's life, uh, fortunately. But, you know, one thing about it is, you know, there's a different phrase and thought on You know, nobody's right or wrong or nothing like that. But I was always kind of kind of taught that if you had to use a gun, that's that's the last thing you want to do. And if you if you have an opportunity... Not to take somebody's mm-hmm. life, you don't do it. You know, you show them the gun, you pop it off, motherfucker still coming, you lay them down. Cause you know, then it's like, at the end of the day, every, everybody, it, there's no right and wrong or nothing. That's a that's a myth we've been taught. Nothing's right or wrong. It's all your perception of your consciousness. So, if you know, mm-hmm. if you can kill a man just for coming up to your car, and you can go to bed about it, but hey, you know. You know, so be it. Everybody just going to start killing people. But it's no way. I, I really, in my heart, don't believe that dude would have did nobody his own color there that way, regardless of the age group. Um, I don't think, I really don't think that would have went down like that at all. You know, and even if he shot him, I think it would have been more like it looked like they had a gun or they saw him reaching kind of like it was a motion, but just somebody coming up to check your ass. Um, yeah. And you lay them down with no kind of warning, it, that wouldn't happen. And to me, that's how you truly measure something. If you don't treat everybody the same, you can't really justify treating nobody different other than saying that you're not biased some shape, form, or fashion, whatever it may be. It might you might be biased socioeconomical. Maybe you know if this if this guy don't drive a Cadillac, you gonna lay his ass down. But but if if this is the direction we want our nation to go, well, you know, on the reverse of that, niggas start, you know, everybody got guns now. So, oh, shit, hey, this white boy stopped this car. Let's unload on his ass. Now, now it's going to be some sad shit because now here's a situation of, the you know, civil unjust for nothing. You know, when the law should come out and say, listen, even if you got a gun, use sense with it. Think like they say, think before you drink, think before you shoot. Because you can't bring that nigga back. I don't care who it is. You shoot somebody, you can't bring him back. That's true. But they're going to lay this white boy down. I can tell you that now. He ain't got a chance. They let him free if they want to. He got to move. I appreciate that, sir. <laughs> and, uh... It's like he kept he kept adding words like he was waiting on the buzzer. He kept adding words. Adding words. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I was trying to time. I was trying to time it, man. <laughs> so. All right, Ray, shut it down for me, man. Yeah, you know, great show. Um, as far as gambling goes, gambling is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be an addiction. If it's an addiction, it's a problem, and you just have to use common sense with it. And, um, you know, some people get in over the head. But once it stops becoming fun and it starts becoming a problem, then that's when you should really back off of it. If you can't back off of it, 
then you don't need to do it. And I think for a lot of people, I don't know, in, in the world or America, just don't see it that way. And that's when they get themselves into trouble, you know. And we can talk about uh, gambling addictions all we want, like they ban gambling in a lot of states in the United States. But anywhere there's casinos, you got people coming in in droves to, to play slots and the roulette table and everything else. So gambling is big in the United States. But um, you just have to use common sense. As far as uh, the Black Santa goes, I don't think nobody else commented on Black Santa. But, you know, mm-hmm. I can understand the side of it where, you know, the tradition is, is, is being the white Santa, and you can respect that. But also, if they have a black Santa, they should have an opportunity to work because there are people who may want to see Santa in different varieties. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, all the disrespect doesn't have to come with it. You know, the name calling in. Right. You know, the racist comments and so forth. But um, as far as what happened in Louisiana, I think that I know the laws are a little different. But if you feel threatened and you unload on somebody and you kill them and that person is not armed, you have to do jail time behind that. Now, Mm -hmm. that's a mistake. But like Cuz say, you can't can't bring the man back. You can't bring the man back. You got to do some time behind that. And I always understand when it's the other man, it's all kind of reasons on what he thought and this, that, Trayvon Martin and so forth. You know, uh, this guy over here, I forget what his name is, with the one leg shot through the door and killed his girlfriend. Okay, it's a burglar, yeah. cool. Oscar Pastorius. But if you're not a burglar, you got to do some jail time. We ain't talking about right. six months or two years or whatever he did. You got to do some real numbers, some football numbers. And right. it don't seem to go that way. So, you know, I, I just think it, it's, it's a sad situation, and it needs to be um, – Straighten out. And if the man wasn't armed, he should have had to do some time. Period. So, great show. I want to wish my cousin a happy birthday again. Enjoy the rest of it. What's, what's left? And um, look forward to the show tomorrow. Yeah, likewise, huh? talk, talk some football, you know what I mean? And birthday boys. And it. dominate who am I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah and, um, and yeah, definitely, dude, definitely should deserves jail time. I, mean, I know he got charged with manslaughter, and that's very important. A lot of times in these situations, because we're emotionally charged, we want to overcharge people and hit them with murder, and then they end up getting off. And you know, if you charge someone with murder, you got to have all your ducks in a row to prove there was intent. Uh, but manslaughter, you know, you can get due on manslaughter for sure. And, you know, I don't know how many years he can get behind that. That depends on the judge. But, you know, he's, I, I agree. He still should do time. I agree. But uh, hopefully they stick uh, to the He's going to do time. He's he going to be in hell in a year. They're going to get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Damn skipping. But, these uh, millennials ain't for that bullshit, man. They, they, ain't, they ain't going for that. But for those out there um, who do have road rage, just keep in mind, everybody doesn't know how to fight or have a desire to fight. 
Um, I think rapper Little Bibby once said, if you box well, I got hot shells. So keep that in mind now. You roll up on somebody, you might catch something you don't want. Oh, I mean, <laughs> so everyone keep that, that, that in that, mind. That, that, that's that's, that's exactly. why I said. That's why I said common sense got to prevail sometimes. Because I mean, I mean, there's, there's a lot everybody of times out there. Yeah, yeah, everybody can't box, and everybody, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of people out there. You know, some of these damn people that were bullied when they were kids. The first thing they said when they were gonna get grown, when they gonna get a gun. So you just think about that. I mean, this, this is the same son of a bitch you probably used to pick on. Now this motherfucker got a gun. He can't beat your ass, but he can damn sure shoot your ass. So you better think well, about yeah. that. I, I I agree with that. And now now that we're older, like I used to have argue with people all the time, when I was younger. But now that I'm older, you know, you're married and stuff like that, you got a lot more to lose. You just have to be be a lot smarter, be mature. You got to set yeah. better example yeah. for these younger kids out here and stuff like yeah. that. But right. when you know better, you got to yeah. do better. Yeah. Some folks, you know, don't mind mixing it up. You got folks out here boxing kangaroos. I don't know if y'all seen that yeah. video or not. Yeah, yet. I saw that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, you got shit. folks putting hands on kangaroos, but you got some folks who ain't willing to do that. So. I know I ain't fighting hey, no kangaroo, man. That's don't get a headlock, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, oh, that yeah. had to be from Rankin County. So they love <laughs> dogs in Rankin County. Somewhere in Mississippi, you know them up was crazy. Right. All right, folks. I appreciate yeah. y'all hanging out. Hey, hey, Q. I, I had a quick out. flashback, man. <laughs> What's up, man? I remember I was a kid, man. <laughs> this dude, man, he was getting drunk and stuff, and uh, he come up in the barber shop, and where we was going sometime, and uh, you know, I was fascinated with because I I never heard nobody just come off like that. He like, man, my name is the motherfucker. Matter of fact, I want somebody to kill me. God damn it, I want you. Know, he was just drunk talking shit. And I was just saying, damn, that dude wouldn't be living now. You don't, you know, not not just nah, we nah. incident, but I'm just saying, like, you, you don't really see that no more. You know, I know I hadn't seen that you in don't. years where people get. I have a great uncle. Crazy. Yeah, I have a great uncle back in the '80s who used to, uh, his famous line was, "I'm so bad I blow my own head off." That was his famous line, <laughs> and he used to always talk noise, and you know, because you know, worst case scenario, he get whooped. You know, not these days. So, but I feel you on that. Folks don't really come at you like that anymore. Not not nobody uh, old enough to know better. But mm-hmm. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. <laughs> You've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Go to talktoq.com, sign up for my email newsletter, and keep up with the show. And join into the discussion one night. You want to mix it up with the show legends? And just press one on your dial pad if you're listening, and you can join in and mix it up with them and be part of the discussion and maybe even be a show legend yourself someday. Everyone have a great night. Talk to you on Zone Coverage tomorrow. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q radio show. Call it, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships.
It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Follow you guys. Thanks. Peace out.